Welcome to Nightlight, a horror movie podcast. I am finally back. <laughs> I'm one of your hosts, Prince, also known as Head Knights. Alongside me, we got Freddy. Always keeping it spoopy. Always and forever. Yes, this feels so fucking right right now. <laughs> I'm feeling I'm so good. so excited. <laughs> no, this is a big relief off me. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I am sure. No, and I appreciate you taking the realm. Oh, no problem at all. Love I had a lot out. of fun. It was a lot of fun. It was just nerve-wracking. I was like, oh, are people going to like me? Uh, I don't really do the hosting. So it's okay, dude. People <laughs> don't like me, so it's all right. <laughs> we all love you. Uh, no, that's awesome, though. I mean, you did fantastic. Philip did great as well. Philip being one of our ghoulish knights um, that we reached out to to go ahead and uh, help cover with you as well. And Hell he yeah. did fantastic. He did a great job, and it was awesome to kind of see you both uh just flourish and that was really cool hearing your guys' conversation um was great it was really cool but i'm i am very happy to be back i'm very happy to be back here uh david is still not here david will be here uh not next week but i think the week after next um yeah that's right yeah so uh Two david will officially be back in office too which is gonna be great yes very excited i'm, I'm happy to be back in the studio it's gonna be great anyway we are still a group of knights with an absolute love for film and a passion for horror. This is a podcast that takes a different horror film to break down and discuss the ultimate question. Why horror? So with the lights, sit back. Let darkness envelop you. If you like that and want extra horror content, head over to patreon.com slash a nightlight pod. That's that with a what? Okay. It's starting this brand new month called, uh, it, this one's going to be based off of food mm. this time around. And... You know, I'm I'm super excited about this because we've done like kind of Thanksgiving esque type of movies before, like sort bit, yeah. of like family oriented or whatever. Right. And obviously, this isn't really going to be too classified close to Thanksgiving. But you know, with all of what we have here, this is all going to be surrounding food to an extent. Let's say consumption. How about that? Mm. Instead of food consumption. Sounds more appropriate because this is dreadful for that meal mm. month, and I am so fucking excited because we are starting with the stuff. My oh, first time watch. My first time watch. Yes, it's the first time hearing about this movie. You've never heard of this movie, no. okay? I've 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 heard of this movie, obviously, but uh, I've never seen it. I've never had an inclination of wanting to watch it. <laughs> so first and foremost, Freddie thoughts. <laughs> Ah, the stuff, man. There's a lot of stuff in the stuff. There's a lot uh, of stuff in the stuff. It's a very a lot, interesting movie. A lot of white movie. stuff. <laughs> uh, it's a very interesting movie. I have to say, I, I enjoyed watching it. I think I had a lot of fun with it. It's a very silly movie. It's so silly. Uh, for whatever reason, the correlation I had with this movie a lot with was uh, Austin Powers. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. It's just like uh, <laughs> the randomness of just like random things happen and then the yeah. weird situations they get themselves into and then like even the fighting style dude like hacha and then they fall over <laughs> and they like knock down and like what is this? Uh, oh, it's very man. comical in a way but at the same time like the, the subject matter is like oh damn this is like something that's like worldwide essentially yeah being like advertised people are eating it up people are it's going crazy. very satirical. Um, it, it's something that's like it reminded me also of They Live. 
Yes. Uh, very, very much, much that. they live vibes. Uh, because you don't know who's the good guy, who's the bad guy until like they do like weird things to you and stuff right. like that. Um, it's cool. It's a fun movie. I think a lot of people would have a lot of enjoyment watching it. Um, like as I did. I think it was a cool watch. You know, I agree. Uh, this movie, it's, it's weird to say because that. There are certain aspects in this movie where I'm just like, ooh. It's cringy. Uh, it's very cringy. But it's, I feel like it's self-aware cringy. Yeah. Or maybe it's not. I don't know. Maybe it's one of those movies that's no, so I bad it's like good. This, I feel like this has to be self-aware, right? I feel like it has to be because this, this movie don't. feels. It's one of those movies like, I don't know and I can't tell. But I want to say yes. Yeah. I, I hope it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I do enjoy this movie. Um, I thought it was like you said. I thought it was fun. I thought it was silly. I thought yeah. it w- it got more and more bonkers as the time went on. Like at the last act, oh God, it was yeah. like they just said, "Fuck it, yeah. let's just do whatever we want." Yeah. <laughs> and they went there. It was, it, it was so outlandish, so off the wall. The threats with a child, like, like <laughs> <laughs> this movie is this movie's bananas. But before we jump into this movie, um, I'm still obviously getting used to everything. I forgot to shout out our patrons over at patreon.com slash nightlightpod. That's night with the KR Ghoulish Nights. I want to give a special shout out to Legion Podcast, Lizzie, Josh, Vaughn, Alexis, Johnny, Layla, Eric, Kelly, Brenna, Daniel, Cheyenne, Carrie, Stu, Anna, Stephanie, Calvin, Drew, also known as The Silent Knight, Scary Stuff Podcast, Samantha, Patrick, oh, hello, Jessica, Jared, Jasmine, Chantal, Rio, Jesse, Joe, Kaylee, Rob, last but certainly not least, Freddie. Thank you all so much for supporting the dream. I very much appreciate each and every one of you, and I'm sure Freddie shares the same sentiment. Absolutely. Seriously. Thank Amazing you. Amazing people. Y'all seriously are... It's, it's insane that y'all are even promoting us uh, to this extent. You know, like, I, I feel very proud of everything that everyone's kind of said and, and things like that about the show. Um, so thank you. I, I very much appreciate all your guys' kindness uh, to... Support us financially. That truly does mean a lot to us. Thank you. Now, let's jump into this shit. Hell yeah. Because the stuff is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> the stuff. Directed by Larry Cohen. Not a Cohen brother, right? No. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Released June 14th, 1985. A runtime of one hour and 33 minutes with a budget of $1.7 million. No box office found, so I assume this wasn't released in theaters. Rating of 71% on Rotten Tomatoes. We opened to a windy, snowy night, which was very weird. Uh, a miner <laughs> named Harry finds a marshmallow substance oozing from the ground. So interested in the substance to the point where he decided to taste it. What? Yeah. <laughs> he immediately picks it up and puts it in his mouth. I'm just like, why are you doing the things that you do? And why is the movie starting this way? It just jumps into a it random just, scene. That's it. There's no opener. There's no nothing. It's nope. like, hey, here's a dude who's about to eat some white stuff on the ground. Yeah. Okay. It looks like marshmallows, like fluff. It looks right. like fluff. And it's funny because like I 
when I saw the poster before I saw the movie. The poster right. looks the nuts. horrifying. Yeah, I was the like, poster. This movie's gonna be scary as fuck. <laughs> the <laughs> poster's <laughs> nuts. Yeah. And then the the opening scene, I was like, oh, Snowy's like, oh, I love the thing. I love the thing so much. This is reminding me of the thing. And then he like touches it and then puts it in his mouth. I'm like, this is not the thing. This is not the thing. It's not. <laughs> At the same time, the you know the the opening of the thing. It was weird. It's like they're chasing a the dog. You don't know why. Um, At why least it he unravels to yeah. why. Because we still don't know what the fuck this thing is. Right. We never find out what the stuff is. I always assume like what they call it is like an alien and stuff like that. I assume, I assume that. that's what it is as well. But uh, why is it trying to take over the brain? For what? For, for what reason? purpose is it trying to take over the brain? That's the scary thing. There exactly. No you just you don't know. Yeah. You just don't know. The stuffy stuff. The stuffy stuffing. I guess it tastes. I guess it tastes delicious, <laughs> better than ice cream and yogurt, as they put it in the movie. <laughs> there you go. By the pint, finding that it's a sweet and good, he he's called by someone asking about what he's doing, asking Harry if he wants to wait for him, but he decides against it, willing to catch up to him later. He continues eating the marshmallow goo as another one of his colleagues come up to him, wondering if he's eating snow. Harry tells him that he's he isn't eating snow, pointing to the oozing white stuff in the ground if i was this dude i'd be like yeah dude that's fucking worse like don't yeah. eat that don't eat like, that don't that? touch that like it's 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 bubbling it poisonous it could be anything you don't know what <laughs> i would prefer you to eat snow which is dude, really bad so calm, like just grabs it from his hand and like puts it in his mouth like why are people doing this <laughs> first of all you guys are like oil miners like <laughs> your hands are probably disgustingly that, gross yeah there's probably so much methane on the yeah. ground yeah. like <laughs> this is this is intense wanting him to try a bit off of his finger he reluctantly does so wondering what it uh what it is while harry is seeing straight up dollar signs on how he could capitalize off of it i was very curious what happened to these two like i, yeah, I like gone. when they sold it i w- i was very curious like did you just fuck off on a beach somewhere like right. like they always happened? talk about like people disappearing it's like okay well they never really tell no where they disappeared to or anything well they midland georgia i guess yeah is where they disappeared to that's right yeah. from uh radar is it was or sadar Sadar, I think is what it was called. Yeah. I don't know. Cut to a kid named Jason trying to sleep in his bed, but uh, but can't as he scratches and smacks his skin for bugs. What? Where do you live? <laughs> he closes his window. I think it was New Jersey is what they said. He closes his windows with our title shot before commenting a- about his body temperature being hot. He's like, oh, I'm so hot. And he- yeah, he's like flipping and turning. He's like, I'm being eaten alive. <laughs> this is... What is happening? Uh, he sneaks out of his his room <laughs> down the hot. steps, looking back to make sure uh, his par- his parents aren't awake. He takes some sips of water from the sink before opening the fridge. He hears something squelching inside, spotting the moving stuff tipped over inside the fridge. His father grabs him by the arm, telling him to, telling him that he scared him, thinking he was an intruder. Well, Dan, you just scared him. Right. Like, <laughs> like, you didn't help the situation. He asked, uh, he asked about what he's doing. Jason argues that he was hungry before asking if he saw that stuff moving. His father yells for him to get back upstairs and to never pull this on him again, slapping him on the ass to force his authority on his son or something. This was interesting. Yeah, he's like, so aggressive. Uh, for no reason. I was like, why are you the way you... No, this whole entire like uh, movie had a lot of different type of characters, and they feel like characters. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing that like makes it have that charm, I guess. In the way it's like, damn, yes. this is like crazy. <laughs> yes, this is this is what makes this movie super charming right. because of the fact that like it 
it feels like it is very satirical on consumerism and capitalism in America, right? right? Um, and it seems like it was very much so on FDA and like a war on FDA, like a war on mm. drugs and things like that. Right. And even the way the movie ends, how they treat the stuff like drugs. And oh, it was yeah, just like this sure. movie, if they really wanted to, this movie could, could have actually been not silly and been a really, really intense commentary on capitalism and the war on drugs and Reagan era and Reaganomics and things like that. Right. Because that's initially what this is. Um, where it's stuff pushed into people's neighborhoods and things like that. Granted, um, it it doesn't really have anything on like colorism or racism too much. I mean, it does. It does. It yeah. does. But like, it's more blatant when it comes to the racism stuff, like chocolate chip Charlie, for example. <laughs> and uh, even we get uh, uh, Colonel Spears saying things oh like my God, colored yeah. man and things like that, which that's a guy from fucking Goodfellas, by the way. Right. Uh, Polly. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's Polly. Yeah. Um, but Rest in yeah, peace he just, yeah, years. he just, he just died. Um, but we also saw his daughter in a movie recently as well that we covered. Um, uh, it was the one with the bugs. Yeah, it was in the sewer. I'm blanking on the name. Sewer Harm ADHD uh, is like going crazy. Say it again. Mimic. Mimic. Yeah, yeah, she was the main. She was the main chicken. Mimic. Oh. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. He takes out the stuff and begins eating it in the dark. Quick cut to a woman talking about the stuff in a satirical commercial. And this is where it automatically reminds me of They Live. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I also love the like aesthetics of all like the. The neon lights and stuff like that too. We get like yeah. the motel scene. The motel scene I'll talk about later. Yeah, obviously, but uh, that was my. There's one of my a few scenes. a few shots in here. I'm just like, this is fucking great, right? Like, like there's <laughs> some shots. Where I'm like, this is fucking terrible. Yeah, the CG. <laughs> they really went heavy on the CG in this movie. <laughs> that advertising commercial aspect of all oh, these that's great. things and like the stuff is like, oh, this feels very real. Yes. Yeah. This yeah. feels like something we would have today. Now to a businessman in a gray suit on a yacht talking about someone acquiring the chocolate chip Charlie chain on the West Coast. After being in business for 60 days, they plan on going national. Another man suggests that they copy the business plan and improve upon it. The suits all discuss how they haven't had any luck at getting close to anyone in the company, that being the reason why Mo Rutherford has asked uh, to come there. The man in gray questions if... Uh, if they want to get mixed up with the industry sp uh, spies, the man in black confirms. I don't know who the fuck these people are. <laughs> like, like, the man in gray, man in black, blah, blah, blah. Like, I, don't, I don't know who these people are. I couldn't right. find I couldn't figure out their names to save my life. Uh, the man in black confirms that they want results and most the best there is. The man in gray agreeing that they need to keep the world safe for ice cream. What? <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> sure. Why not? I'm like, wait a second. Hold on. Hold the fuck up. Like, this is this is so interesting. Where we're hiring. I mean, this is real shit. Like, people do do this. Um, corporate spies and things like. I mean, there was right. a whole fucking show about it. Undercover right. boss. Like that too. Yeah. So like, this this is real shit. This really happens. But um, to the point where it's like pure sabotage. I'm just like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> like, meanwhile, Moe's taxi to the yacht. Um, it's sight uh, shit talking his way with one of the suits until being escorted to the rest of them. He shakes their hands, commenting about the, <laughs> their sweaty palms, and then sits down, that. wanting to know more about the stuff. Yeah, He's like, "Okay, sweaty, palm. sweaty palms. No, sweaty, sweaty palm." palm. <laughs> his fucking so Mo funny. is so stupid. Here comes Austin Powers for me. <laughs> That's fair because this dude literally jokes the whole time that I can't yeah. tell when he's serious. Yeah. 
Like it's it, it's hard to tell when he's serious. Even at the end of the movie, I'm just like, is he serious? Like, even I can like tell the if he's love interest. I'm just like, why? Why is this even a love interest? I'm so confused. That like, how do we even get here? Fucking weird. Like it like, got out of like it's like, oh, you're a bed together now, or whatever. Well, sure. <laughs> okay, how do we get there? There's no development. That That's is fucking thing. weird. This movie doesn't really explain to like its characters or their motives that much. It's just no. like, just things happen in this yes. movie. I just seen us like I'm so lost already. I'm like, what's happening? It's like I kind of get what's going on, but at the same time, it's like there's no exposition. It's just like, all right, cool, we got this person. Now he's going to go do this. All right, we're going along for the ride. <laughs> it it gets weirder though when we in- introduce the Colonel Spears. Oh yeah, it gets way fucking weirder. <laughs> Not understanding why they didn't go to the FDA, the man in gray claims that the most of them had resigned, either out of the country or on vacation. Mo adds that they could have also been paid off. Another one of them shares that they had never had so much trouble gathering info from an, from uh, another company. But Mo feels confident on gathering some intel and submitting results. Them not caring how he does it, just wanting him to do it. Mo understands that he and he took that shit to fucking heart. Fucking like what, dude? Like this dude was going ham. Like this dude was like a militant. Like oh, for sure, he was so he was like a militia when he went about all of this, and it was crazy. And granted, he does have FBI experience that we find out later, right? Or in this scene, I guess he's like, I'll get in there, I'll get into the company, I'll do some damage. Like, relax, man. (laughs) His covert ops bullshit (laughs) for a fucking fluffy yogurt company. Mo understands that he knows that they don't like him. Overhearing them chat about him being fired from the FBI from being blackballed or obscene. Getting up wondering who the person was that called him obscene. The man in gray is dumbfounded on how he knows that. I love how he like straight up admits it. He was like, how do you you know that. <laughs> Mo sharing the, that while he was at the opera last night, he was walking in his hotel room, dropping a wire into his pockets. And they're like, oh, he's fucking good. Oh, like, oh my God. He's so good that he knew he was going to wear the same outfit the next day. Perfect. <laughs> the fucking <laughs> the assumptions. Dude, this is amazing because like they, they are so like, this is the, the part where I feel like you really start to understand like, okay, this movie is going to be fucking stupid. Like <laughs> in a good way, maybe. in a good way. No, no, no. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, like it's gonna be stupid in a, like in a good way. Yeah. Like this movie's going to be silly. Yeah. Like, and I cannot take this movie seriously. Um, and this is where you really get to that point where it's just like, okay, no, this is gonna be the movie. Right. We know the right town here. at this point. It's like, all right, cool. Right. Because I mean, the scene with Jason was quite serious. Like, I mean that that was a a pretty establishing shot more than the shot in the beginning of the movie of the right. I guess the discovery of the stuff. Yes. Um, this was definitely the impending portion of the movie that was supposed to be this, um, the horror, right? This is the, that was the horror part, um, of this film or the beginning of the horror part that that was to establish like, Hey, this is a bit of a horror film on capitalism. Exactly. That's the big thing is like, this is still for sure a horror film. Yes. Yeah. 100%. Horror comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Which is funny because this movie is not considered a horror comedy. It's it's yeah it's con- pure horror it's it's con- I think it, they considered it a satirical <laughs> I mean, horror film is what they called okay. it. Um, but yeah, it wasn't considered a, com- a horror comedy when I thought for years it was a horror comedy because I was like this looks ridiculous. Um, uh, on IMDb it considers a comedy, but on uh, what's it called? Um, Wikipedia it considered it a satirical horror film. There you go. Yeah. On modern consumerism, and I was like, okay, okay. 
Yeah, I like it. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, think about organic and how crazy people went for just things being organic. Remember when that was right. like a big a thing? thing? Like yeah. when or, when things it's was like, organic. Oh, I'm not eating organic. Right. Yeah, I only <laughs> eat organic. Like, okay. <laughs> Do you still clean it? Like, like <laughs> uh. <laughs> they all check their coats, sighing from relief to know that they haven't been tagged. Which it, why would it matter? They he heard you, idiot. <laughs> they are oddly impressed as Mo introduces himself. Explaining the reason why they call him Mo is because he wants Mo money. <laughs> he speaks into so the dumb. wire asking about the certified check. With his name on it, the man in gray points to another man who's holding the check. Mo's goofy ass grabs the check, showing it off to uh, to the dude that was shit talking him earlier. He calls Mo an asshole. Mo turns around, giving him a sucker punch as a message <laughs> to send to the FBI, knocking his ass out as Mo dips out. Back with Jason's family, his brother and parents eating in the kitchen. They don't have names. Jason literally is the only person who has a name. Like they are yeah. just as Jason's mom, Jason's dad, Jason's brother. Like, and they're very predominant in like the first half of this movie. <laughs> True. His mom's telling him to go get Jason as he asks, uh, as he makes smart remarks. His father explaining that he was up all night and that he isn't missing school, no matter the excuse. Jason comes downstairs greeting his parents, his mom asking what he wants for breakfast. He tells her nothing as she moves to the fridge to grab some eggs for him. He shares that his stomach doesn't feel too good. His father sarcastically chiming in that it felt good at 4 a.m., reminding him that, uh, reminding him that he missed three days of school and that he's not going to miss anymore. Man. Damn, what a comeback. Dude. It's like, oh, my stomach doesn't feel it. That's not what I saw last night. It's like, I yeah. scared the shit out of me as a burglar. <laughs> I could have killed <laughs> I you, I scared son. the shit out of you. <laughs> I could have <laughs> killed you. His brother runs to the fridge after finishing his cereal, asking his mom if he could have some stuff. She allows it. Jason yelling for him not to eat that. His dad tells him, that the, that there isn't anything wrong with it having some last night. Jason excuses that it isn't good and that it's spoiled. His mother tries it, claiming that it doesn't taste spoiled to her. She grabs a spoonful of it, wanting him to try it. He resists, claiming that he doesn't want any his he doesn't want any. His brother taking the spoonful instead. Jason explaining that it moves around uh, by itself, claiming that he saw it moving inside the fridge. His brother calls him a freak. Jason hits the card out of his ha- his mom's hands and runs off. His parents yelling for him to come back hoping hoping that it doesn't stain the cabinet what it's, it's a white <laughs> right she's like oh this better not leave a stain and i love how she's so surprised it's not and it's low <laughs> calorie and it tastes good and leaves no stains Woo-hoo! i, I can spill it all over myself <laughs> it's like what's the point of this scene i don't know it's like <laughs> It's just like validating the stuff is like that pure, that great, it's so magical. So <laughs> don't know. With it. But I this love how this like, great. Yes, it's low calorie. It's clean. Yeah, and it's stain free. <laughs> His mom cleans the cabinet, impressed that it didn't stain. Inside a lab, Mo and a scientist are testing out a bunch of different specimens of the stuff, which was interesting because like we got nothing from that. Like I would have loved to have come back to that and be like. <gasps> Looks like there's an organism inside of this, or something. I don't know. Right. <laughs> like, the scientist claims that there isn't any uh, that there isn't anything like it around. Mo asks about uh, it being coupled with benign bacteria. The scientist considering that it it was a great t- uh, tasting accident. Mo consp- conspires that they produce th- these accidents in great quantities. The scientist not understanding why they aren't being regulated to disclose the contents. Another man comments that they pr- that they are protected by the FDA's statute of identities rule, the same law protecting Coke for the secret formula which is still to this day true 
Right. Yeah. We have no idea what's in, what's technically completely inside of Coca-Cola. And we all consume it still. Uh, not me, but but yes, a lot of people do consume Coca-Cola. Yeah. Is it a delicious soda? Yeah. Like I can't, sure. you know. So like, who cares? You know what, uh, <laughs> what the main ingredient was in Coke at one time? Yeah, it was literally Coke. Yeah, <laughs> it was so like, literally that's Coke. Like, damn, it's like we sometimes don't care what we put in our own bodies. Yeah, I mean, what that's scary about? I like, think there was also a thing that like Coke was even in chocolate at one point as well, which made chocolate addicting as well. I'm but, sure. Yeah, whatever. I mean, a lot of fast food restaurants do put ingredients that make stuff addicting for us. Oh, yes. I mean, yeah. McDonald's does it. Everyone does it. What did we have for breakfast today? We we had McDonald's. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, we're like, part of the problem. We're part of the problem. <laughs> we're the parents eating it. <laughs> we're eating the stuff right we're now. We're eating the stuff. You know, like I, all the videos you see of people like blendering McDonald's so until it turns no. gray. What and you're just hell? like, dang, McDonald's sounds so good right now. <laughs> like, That's all I see. I don't care about it. <laughs> like no one gives a shit what they consume sometimes, um, which is which is sad. I know like TikTok a lot of people have been very more conscious about it where yeah. it's like America's killing us and by giving us the food blah, 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 blah. and I was like I mean sure you know like uh, maybe uh, I'm sure the stuff that they give us here in America probably isn't crazy healthy um, but hey man yeah, what, what, I, what the fuck I can't just move to a different country right now you know what I'm saying like there's nothing I can do I could grow my own food sure mm. but not everyone has the luxury to grow their own food mm. so I'm just saying like you know it's not it, it's yeah, no. Cut to another. I'm not gonna like fucking. You no, know, fuck. Besides the point. Cut to another <laughs> commercial uh, being recorded for the stuff uh, with two models feeding each other the mellow like yogurt. That was weird. Mo interrupts the director Nicole Kendall, letting everyone um, know that he needs to speak with her for a moment. He smooth talks her for a bit, introducing himself as she says um, his name on a business card, correcting her to call him Mo with his slogan as to why. She giggles. He explains that he wants to put her in um, on their PR campaign to convince the public that Lehigh Petroleum puts the public interest at heart she doesn't understand why her he glances over um he glances over her resume of what she did with the stuff inventing the name and creating the image she's flattered sharing that being the reason why she doesn't have a lot of time with petro companies he um he throws the big cards on the table that he wants to buy her agency and put her in charge instead of hiring her agency <laughs> yeah, her interest is officially turned suspicious. She calls over her assistant Mitzi to do a background check on Mo, wanting her to also cancel her dinner date and gather her to uh, gather her a date. To, um, excuse me, gather her a um some clothes to wear for her new date. Like I guess she's like, yeah, she's like she knows date. that he's going to take her out to dinner. Right. And it's like why. Like first off, you're suspicious. Like, go look into this guy. By the way, I'm gonna go out with this guy. <laughs> Get that ready too. What? This sure. was this was weird. This was very weird. Yeah. She comes back to him, Mo complimenting her to pick uh, pick her favorite restaurant. Nicole asks uh, where he is staying. He shares Sherry Netherland. She questions if they have room service. He chuckles that his limo is right outside as she stands stands up. She counters that so is hers. Trying to compare, he gets he bets that his is bigger. Okay, <laughs> a wild I time. I my at the, eyes on that line. I was like, "Oh my god!" This was this was a lot. 
<laughs> uh, my limousine's outside too. I bet mine's bigger. I would have like, loved for them to go outside of, and like he not have a limousine. Right, he had a Mini Cooper or something, or nothing. <laughs> or nothing. You just fucking walk there. <laughs> like took the bus or some shit. <laughs> a wild time at the grocery store as Jason walks down the busy aisles. A kid sitting in the shopping cart, licking the stuff straight from the garden. He takes it and throws it on the ground. <laughs> He's like, don't eat that. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, what, dude? That was great. I love that. The, like that kid's mom was just like, fuck that. No, like, yes. <laughs> he starts trying to grab him. He makes a run for it, tripping oh over boxes God. of food as a worker chases him. He smashes all the stuff um, off the counter, dropping it to the floor as the guards tries pulling him away. Uh, kids grabbing the stuff off the ground, running their hands through it. Jason, <laughs> what? No. Jason isn't no. done yet. He continues on a spree with a rake. Two workers <laughs> also trying to stop him. <laughs> I like it. One of them was like, oh, shit. Going to town. He's one coming for us. Him, he just smacks it. That's <laughs> a ridiculous scene. But that isn't enough because this fucking kid breaks the glass open to the fridge and keeps going. They finally pick this kid up and wrestle him to the ground as he yells that he's going to kill them, that it's going to kill them all. <laughs> Dude, even the way they tackle him, it's like, you know, he's just a kid. Why is there four people on top of him? <laughs> Damn, relax. I mean, he was a slippery little fucker. Like. <laughs> I guess, but yeah, that was pretty oh intense. My God. What a crazy scene. It was fun to see that. It was like, that was sure. a blast. That was a blast. Yeah. Back with Mos, um, doing some more recon work, ringing the doorbell to Victor's house. Vicar was weird. Like I, I could, I I still character's weird. I mean, fair, but like I could, I he was the main one that I one hundred percent couldn't really wrap my finger on. Mm. Like I just, I I I didn't get his, I didn't I didn't get it. That's fair. <laughs> he irritatedly answers the door. Mo quickly introducing himself, um, and his fake publication, but Vickers allows him in. His dogs, his dog barking in the background, lying down in between them. Mo asking if he's friendly. Vickers claiming that he is. Vickers offers him a drink. Mo denies. Mo begins the interview, be asking about how long he's been with the FDA. Vickers shares that he's, uh, it's been almost nineteen years, knowing that he'll be replaced soon. Mo continues that he understands that he he was part of the team that approved the stuff. They didn't. Have have a name name back then but they all agreed that it was a good product mo wonders how long it was tested before being approved vickers sits back down wanting him to understand that it is a dessert and not a drug mo questions with a smile what's inside of it and what is it made of vickers repeats the question then asks for his name again he gives he he gives it to vickers him hoping that this isn't the time that he finds out um, someone is allergic to it. Mo knowing that would upset him. Vickers feels that, um, that if there isn't a reason to forbid the use of a product, then they okay it. His dog growls as he approaches them, Mo immediately petting the dog as he continues as Vickers backs away. I love how he is afraid of his own dog. Right. This was interesting. And I think that's why I feel like I can't really wrap my head around Vickers too much because it's just like, we find out later he's feeding the dog the stuff. Right. Was he testing, testing all it his on dog? the dog? I think so. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But this where like it becomes a little bit more of a, a horror film in a way. Oh yeah. It's like all right, just a little bit more fear involved. There's a a dog who could be very vicious. Who knows? This is where there's some type of tension that kind of builds. Yeah, for sure. Where like throughout the other uh, the part of the movie that we've seen already, 
there's not much. Just things unfold. Right. True. <laughs> it's just yeah. like out of pocket yeah. craziness. Not much. It's like it's like oh, there's something off about this scene. Right. It's like okay, cool. Now I'm a little bit on my edge of my seat. Chip. So it's kind of cool to see this scene. Wait until we meet Chocolate Chip Charlie. <laughs> he tells Mo that that it was a pleasure because he loves it. Mo wonders about him eating the stuff. He claims that he eats it all the time, feeding it to his dog Ben. The dog growls. Mo assuming that it must be good if they both consume it. He rebuttals that he understands Vickers isn't a chemist. The dog comes back, causing Vickers to stand as he answers the question that he's an admin, able to give him the names of the people that were on the panel. Mo admits that he's tried that, but they are either out of the country or dead. Whoa. Huh. I didn't know they were dead. I, re- I thought they resigned. Right. Jeez. He brings up another question on where he tasted, he tested the stuff. Vickers answers stater, um, state of Virginia, sharing that he he has some old worksheets upstairs, wanting Kip to look at them. Mo appreciates that, wanting to Xerox them and send them back. Vickers slowly walks toward the stairs, speaking to Ben, calling him a good boy in, the, in a scared tone. Mo wondering why he is afraid of him, offering the dog something to eat as they move toward the kitchen. How you go offer this dog that's not yours something to eat in a kitchen that's not yours? Right. <laughs> he opens the kitchen door, seeing the stack of the stuff on the table and floor. Vickers comes back down the stairs, apologizing for for not offering him some coffee. Mo excuses that he felt like a glass of water, but he isn't he isn't thirsty anymore. Vickers lets him um, know that this is the old documents with a, with a lot of the names. He takes them as Vickers walks him to the door, assuming that he, um, he, uh, assuming assuring him, excuse me, that he'll get he'll get back to him. Saying his goodbyes to Ben and Vickers. I mean, this was interesting. (laughs) He closes the door, calling out to Ben that he was a good boy to having a treat for the both of them, knowing that they deserve it. And it seems like he's no longer afraid of his dog anymore at this point. Kind of. He's keeping his distance. He's keeping his distance, but at the same time, he's like, he's like, you're a good boy, Ben. Yes. Yeah. We should, we both deserve a treat. Cut to later that night, 2.30 a.m. to be precise, Mo stopping by the stuff shop. I don't know what the fuck, like, it was like an in and out. Yeah. Um, he's, surprised, he's surprised that so many people are there with their children at 2.30 a.m. Meanwhile, Vickers is being attacked by his dog, Ben. He tries calling for help, but Ben yanks the wire out of the wall. <laughs> he screams and pleads for him not to hurt him and that he'll buy more. The dog begins to foam the stuff out of its <laughs> mouth as he Bites it down on his neck. Jolly. Sheesh. Next day, Mo arrives at the gas station, honking his horn for the clerk. Um, and I think he's in uh, he's in stater with his time. While checking the map, he requests for the clerk to fill up the car. The clerk offers him uh, to use the restroom if he needs if he needs to. Mo assuring us, assuming that he must have taken the wrong turn somewhere. He asks if it, if it is Stater. The clerk confirms it. He continues that he's looking for someone named Melville. The clerk's assuming that he means Old Harold, claiming that he moved out just like everyone else. Mo can't believe that he's the only one there as he spots the population sign being less than five hundred. The clerk all, once again offers him to use the bathroom, claiming that he put a new towel in. What the fuck? What do you what, what do you want? What what do you, what do you want here? Why do you want this man <laughs> to use this bathroom so bad? What what do you want? Yeah, you want him to use your towel? Is that it? I put a new towel in there. It's like you you you, you, sure, you sure you don't want to use my bathroom? <laughs> 
this felt like a fucking family family guy joke or something like a family guy set up to some stupid this whole movie is a family guy set up fair <laughs> Mo ignores the request asking him to st- um, stop the gas at $20 a car pulls up down the street and Mo asks if he recognizes the car down there he doesn't Mo hands him the money and walks over to investigate the car The clerk runs towards the woods as Mo opens the door, but nobody's inside. A man with a fedora comes flying over the roof of the car using his best reenactment of a Bruce Lee movie. Mo wrestles him down with absolute ease, punching him in the face, then realizes that he's Chocolate Chip Charlie. (laughs) Uh, It was this moment where I was like, are y'all fucking for real? The editing style and everything like, like I mean the editing style that the fact that his name is Chocolate Chip Charlie and he's just this black dude who owned a cookie company. It was yeah. this like like supposed to be like a famous Amos says, like, joke? Ain't the high supposed to be uh, Kentucky Colonel? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's like, well, I'm not Kentucky. Or, yeah, yeah, Kentucky Fried Colonel Sanders. There's something about these bitches. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? It's like, oh no. <sighs> this is a, this is this. Where it's like, oh, okay, cringy again, cringe, perfect. So so lovely. <laughs> So lovely. At least it wasn't as long as the fight scene in They Live. Oh, it's true. <laughs> like I'm actually really impressed while he flips over that car. That's cool. Where was he hiding? He was just hiding on the other side of the I car. I guess he got out of the car. Like, hey, you shut down my door. Like, you shut my door like, too, too hard? I don't know. <laughs> Jumped on the roof and high yacht his ass. <laughs> Fist the ground. I love it. I lo- <laughs> who are these people <laughs> he yells for Mo to get off of him Mo questioning why he's down there uh, Charlie claims that he's trying to find out more about the people that threw him out of his company wondering if Mo works for them Mo shares that he's investigating them Charlie explains that they brainwashed his brother and nephews the next thing he knew they were in and he was out they get up Mo wonders if he found anything else he argues that there's nothing to find out from the from a town that's been cleared out thinking that it must be a side effect from the dessert he uh he claims that he could have possibly gone along with with the idea and they didn't have to steal his company Mo rebuttals that they don't have they don't have partners Charlie wants to expose them for what they possibly are to obtain his company back. Mo wonders how he found Stater. Charlie answers because of his relatives disappearing because because they knew he would kill them, <laughs> leaving the post office as a forwarding address. They go to the post office to speak with the postman about the mail get the mail getting routed. He claims that it is to the people um, and to the addresses that they left behind. Mo tries picking up the mail, but the postman snatches it out of his hand, not seeing any interest of that to him. You know what's interesting? This motherfucker never introduces himself of, like, what he does. Right. And, like, he just assumes authority on everyone. <laughs> That's true. He's just like, hey, I'm just going to do whatever I want. Yeah. He's yeah. always, like, touching these other people's mail. I'm like, that's a that's a legit fucking crime. It is. Like, for you to try to open up someone's mail. Like, (laughs) Charlie snatches it and checks the city, Midland, Georgia. Mo sees the boxes of eaten stuff, trying to get the postman out out of the post office for a bite to eat. He claims that he's eaten already. Mo wondering why everyone um, all went to Midland. And he didn't. He tells them to leave, leave, quote unquote, us alone. Charlie not understanding what he means by us. Hmm... You know what's interesting though is like when Mo asked that like <laughs> like why didn't you go to Midland? Because I gotta fucking route the mail to Midland. Yeah, that's, that's why. True. You yeah, dick face. No one else would be here. 
<laughs> sits there speaking uh, with him and nobody else is in, in this place besides him and the gas station clerk. The postman tells them uh, <clears throat> that they aren't bothering anyone before croaking and excusing himself. What? He's yeah. like, <laughs> like, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. excuse yourself. Yeah, cool. Get out of here. It's like, please leave. Like, I do not want you to throw up on me or whatever's <laughs> going to happen next. He suspiciously sneaks out of the back door looking back at them. Mo asks Charlie what he thinks. They both conclude that he's not in the operating order, wanting to take him in for x-rays. Mo questions if he doesn't want to come with them. Charlie is quick to kidnap him, but Mo doesn't want to get get down like that. Charlie, on the other hand, advises that they hit him over the head, throw him in the truck, and take off. Mo agrees with that all of a sudden. They, all, they hear the postman groan behind the door. They go to check it out. The door is locked but the stuff starts moving toward the window. Charlie goes to break the door down as the substance um, escapes from the postman's mouth out of the window. They creep in. And I fucking love fucking Charlie here where he's like, <laughs> he's like, don't you know my hands are deadly weapons? <laughs> it's legit. The whole Bruce Lee line. This is, this is, this is great. <laughs> they creep inside, spotting him on the ground, wondering what happened to him. His mouth wide open as he lays lifeless on the ground. Mo is about to go after the stuff out of the window. Charlie follows close behind. This dude just it, it jokes around way too much. Literally oh, every line he says is a joke. Outside, Charlie stops Mo hearing footsteps um, running behind them. They look back to, uh, to four dudes running toward them. Charlie and Mo run toward a boat. The gas clerk pops up, but Charlie takes his ass out with ease. Surprised that he knocked a hole in his neck. He's like, I knocked a hole in his fucking neck. <laughs> Mo punches so one of the other guys in the face, and his face caves in. That's exposing crazy. Exposing while he gurgles. This is great. Here's the more horror stuff. 100%. Sure. And this is awesome. This yeah, is it looks great. cool. It looks I awesome. love this yeah. scene. I think this scene is so much fun. And like you really get a sense of what what may possibly be going on. That the stuff right. is eating them from the inside now out. Now we know the actual impact on the actual people. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like it's not just eating their brain. It's literally eating eating it's like them. following them out yeah. right like it's eating their bones it's eating their their uh their organs like th there's nothing there there's no blood right. there's no anything it's just the stuff yeah and i think that's cool movie title <laughs> yeah the, the stuff but like i i literally think that that is the the best way to showcase what is going on here yeah it worked out perfectly who are these four people where did it come from doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's the stuff. Yeah, it's the stuff. It's the stuff. He yells for them to get inside the boat. Charlie does so as Mo is still sort of sort of behind to fend them off. He runs inside the boat as they as they cheesy as as they continue their cheesy eighties fight scene, and, <laughs> and then it finally comes to an end. The postman walking back, um, waking back up, eating the rest of the stuff that slipped back into his mouth. Are you talking about the guy seen. who gets hit? No, off there's the a boat? part where like the yeah the guy goes into the water and helps push the boat out. I know he helps push the boat and it falls. And into the water. Then he hits him and then he <laughs> falls into the water. It was like, oh man, I was well, trying, I was trying to, help. to help you, man. <laughs> Cut to Mo and Charlie at a diner sitting at a bar, openly talking about this shit. They're just completely out in the open. Like they just got attacked by four people. Five. Yeah. There was four dudes running to them, and then the fucking the, other dude came out guy, of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. And they're just openly talking about this shit. And then We'll get there. We'll get there. Taking, taking to uh, the waitress and joking a bit of what they just experienced. Charlie asks if he, if she has good chocolate chip cookies. 
<laughs> and Mo, <laughs> Mo counters with them having any other stuff. And he says this super loud for, so the whole fucking diner can hear, so he can get a sense of how these people feel, I guess, when they right. hear the word, the stuff. The whole diner looks at them as the waitress mentions that they don't have any, but it is on order. Mo tells Charlie that they need to split up, wanting him to go to D.C. to see Special Agent Frank Herbert from the FBI. He hands Charlie a piece of paper with his name on it, thinking that Frank won't believe him, but he might believe Charlie. Charlie, why? Why Charlie? What the fuck? Like, <laughs> like, oh, Charlie, chocolate chip Charlie. Oh, yes, of course. This, this makes total sense to me. <laughs> Charlie repeats the name as Mo shushes him. Oh, he wants to keep quiet on that one. Yeah, yeah. Charlie understands that as he gets up and asks two men if they can give him a lift to Route 105. And they're like, yeah, I'm just finishing up right now. Like, oh, that's convenient. <laughs> it's like, hey, is your friend coming with us? Nah. No, he's got something else to do. Nah, nah, yeah. So funny. And I, and I didn't even mean Charlie did that, but it, Mo was the one who asked those two men. I Charles. do have to say their facial expressions in all of these scenes are phenomenal. Priceless. As well. Priceless. One of them mentions that they are done and ask if Charlie is coming with them. Mo calls out to Charlie, telling him to, uh, to remember where he is. The waitress heads to the back of the diner, opening up the fridge full of the stuff. I assume this is when um, Charlie got the stuff, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, it could be. Because we don't see, after after right. this, like, we don't really see Charlie. Until the, uh, towards the end. Yeah. Right. So, and he is all stuffed. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't yeah. I don't know how to say what the Not fuck better word, but yes, yes, he's all stuffed up. <laughs> yeah, that's all that makes sense. Mo is walking across the street of a busy intersection when a worker of the stuff <clears throat> stands and spots him. Um, she reaches into the cart p- to pull out a walkie-talkie, telling them that he's walking across the street. A fucking stuff van comes flying down the street trying to hit him. <laughs> yep. Very much they live. <laughs> no way. Just this one scene is the only scene that they have where they're like, in let's public, like, out. let's try to kill this fucking guy. Right. <laughs> Which sucks. Like I feel like that would have been great to have more scenes like this, but that probably would have been too much of they live at that point. Right. Which what they live? I think came out a year before this, nineteen eighty four. I think is when so. they live came out. Yeah. I think. Um. So, oh my gosh, this movie does feel like a satirical John Carpenter movie, though. Oh, for sure. This movie definitely yeah. feels like that. He makes it to the office of Fletcher, who already knows about his trip to to Stater. Mo knows that he's not uh, he's not on the stuff. Fletcher agreeing that he's not. Mo believes that he knows that it is it. He knows what it is since he distributed it. And this is where it really truly feels like Reaganomics right here, right? Right. Like, this is where you really the feel... political side of everything. Exactly. This like, is we where you start to, to tens really of billions. We politics. We talk about like the product launch, the test marketing. Um, where did it all start? So yeah. It's yeah. like everything. <laughs> right. Exactly. And and here's the exposition now. Yeah. And, and even when they even say things like the stuff, like it feels like they're talking about drugs. Right. right, and we we have that motion when he was talking to Vickers for the FDA, and when he was like, "It's a dessert, not a drug," and everyone is treating it like a drug. Exactly, like people are being addicted Ups- to it. Yeah. People are Obsession. are wanting more of it. Um, people are wanting to try it and, and things like that. And when Mo go, uh, goes to Fletcher and he's like, "I know you're not on the stuff," like it very, <laughs> it, it feels like he's talking about drugs for sure. <laughs> 
but Fletcher doesn't know what it is, but he knows what he wants, claiming that some people discovered it and brought it to him first, which they were already addicted to, compelled to find someone who can market it. Mo questions where it all started, adding that everyone in Stater moved to Midland, knowing that he owns a mining company there. Fletcher tells him to let it go and that he can't stop it. Mo believes that he could shut him down. Fletcher laughs that nobody would believe him, calling him a rogue crook who's just trying to screw up the competition from the ice cream companies. Here we go with these fucking ice cream companies again, man. (laughs) You're just trying to mess up ice cream companies. You're a dick. And like, I love how you respond like, I could kill you. Like, Whoa, <laughs> hey, yo, calm down. Where did that come from? Why do you want to kill me? <laughs> it's like, I'm just saying who you are. We're just having a discussion. <laughs> That's like his next line to him. Like, you know, I could kill you. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I, I love this because, it, you know, Fletcher is like not giving in. And he's like, Mo just out of nowhere, just like, you know, I could kill you right now. <laughs> he's like, whoa, whoa. He was no. oh, you can come work for us. What? Even if he okay. killed him, what would that do? Like, what, that's kill automatically that's going it. to stop production on the stuff? <laughs> like, like, no, dude, you can't just like kill this dude. Most of, uh, or, but Fletcher of. Uh, offers him a job instead, pulling out an envelope with money in it and tossing it over to him, which he fucking took, mind you. Right. He took the job. <laughs> also handing him a contract to supervise the security there. Mo wonders if he knows who he is, asking if he has to eat the stuff. Cut to Mo walking Nicole, um, letting her know that it isn't her fault. And I, I do like this, though, because this allowed him to go to the factories, go to the mining places right. and things like that without having story. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, it's a very subtle push here, but like that makes a lot of sense for how he, how he, exactly, yeah. exactly. Like the things that happen in this, in this movie, like the situations in this movie don't Are make sense, but, but the necessary. plot itself yeah. makes sense. <laughs> they're all plot, plot driven. Exactly. And, I think that's actually really fucking genius. <laughs> she claims that it, that it isn't her fault, or, or excuse me, she claims that it is her fault um, since she built the whole campaign. He tries to make her feel better as she clears her tears, sharing that he's not an oil mil- millionaire, rather an industrial sabot- uh, Um She she laughs. <laughs>, <laughs> she laughs. She just she laughs at this. It's like. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know what's interesting? The fact that she just believed him. Yeah. Just like Oh, that's like a lot of people in these. Like, everyone movies, believed like, everyone him. Everyone just believes everything. Just yeah, like, oh, everyone sure. just believed him in this whole movie, which was interesting to me. Like no one questioned it. It was just like, oh yeah, no, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, a brain eating marshmallow yogurt. Yeah, that makes yeah, a lot of okay, sense yeah. to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That like seems it. real. <laughs> it's my fault. <laughs> they make it to a lab. She suggests that he calls the FBI and tell them what, what he knows. He explains that he can't because he was one of one of them before they kicked him out. She wonders about Ralph Nader. How does she know these people? Right. But he doesn't yeah. like him either. She believes that he, he uh, has proof 
but he doesn't have any. That being the reason why he needs to go to the factory with her tonight. The scientist calls Mo over to show him a newspaper article about Jason that doesn't like the stuff. He wants to see it speak with Jason, oh, kissing you Nicole like before leaving, and, leaving to catch the flight. Why like, does he have to meet this kid? He says the newspaper is like, oh, he doesn't like the stuff too. I have to meet him. I'll I see love you at that. the airport. What? Yeah, he was like, I, he was like, I need to meet this kid. And how he What's met a kid him gonna do? is insane. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. weird because it's like everyone believes him that the stuff is fucking crazy. Like, I don't know. Like, everyone believes that, that the stuff is it's something wrong with the stuff. Yeah, I don't know where the kid comes in part with his plan. Because the kid doesn't do anything for him in a way. <laughs> if anything, he becomes a problem. <laughs> he gets into a more dangerous situation. <laughs> they bring him along with them. Like, like, why are you kidnapping the, the, the rest kid. of the army? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like I said, the situations in this movie don't make sense, but the plot of this movie makes a lot of sense. Meanwhile, Jason is watching a commercial of the stuff while he is in the room, bored out of his mind as he dribbles a tennis ball, yelling that he's up there while his father is downstairs hearing the repeated thuds. One last thrust before leaving out of the room, he checks over to the railing to make sure the coast is clear. Heading inside the kitchen, looking at all the food thrown into a trash um, a trash can next to, to an empty large kitchen bag full of empty containers of the stuff. His family are all in the living room watching his brother play what looks like joust. It looks like joust. I can't can't truly tell, but it sounds like joust and it looks like joust. <laughs> um, they're all eating their own container of the stuff. Jason asks if that is dinner. His mother smiles that um, they are dieting and that she already lost five pounds, never feeling better. She's getting hollowed out. That she is. His father kneels next to him, Jason um, confused as to why he sounds like she's advertising the stuff. His father offers him to take some, but he doesn't want to, knowing that there's something alive in there. They rebuttal that there's benign bacteria in yogurt, and they eat plenty of things that are alive that are good for them. Jason understands, but reminds them that... it. It was moving. His dad claims that all organisms move, not understanding the difference. It being good for him, killing the bad things inside of him. Mm. <laughs> this is scary. This is a cool. Dialogue, this is this yeah. is great right This here. whole scene I liked a lot. I love this scene. I think this is this is the most tension that we've had in this movie. Oh, for sure. But like, yeah, this this scene is like legit scary. His brother calls him a baby who is always afraid of everything. Jason runs out of the room. His dad yelling for Jason's brother to get him. <laughs> Get them. <laughs> uh, they're real brothers in real life, by the way. I, I feel like I can tell. They yeah, look like they look just other. alike. Yeah, yeah. He runs and grabs Jason outside, struggling to bring him back inside as he yells for help. He argues about not knowing what he's supposed to do. His brother answering that he needs to eat as much as he can. His parents come back into the room, handing him the container, not understanding why he he is trying to leave the house, remembering that he liked it. He he takes the stuff and heads back upstairs stairs while messing around with the stuff with his spoon his dad demanding him to stay in in his room until he finishes the, finishes it and that and then can come back down to be part of the family again he sneaks into the bathroom as his parents hug each other and kiss their other son jason tries flushing the stuff down the toilet but it begins to expand he flushes it down in the toilet success uh, in the toilet successfully as, a as his family looks inside and gawk at all of their stuff inside the fridge. You're like, oh. Oh, his lips. Like, he replaces oh, the container with shaving cream and heads back downstairs. His brother calls to him with his goofy 3D glasses, reminding him <laughs> what, the, what their dad said. He comments that he was right. 
trying some of it and taking a spoonful of the shaving cream. Homeboy just rather kill himself at this point. <laughs> uh, I love that he has a book about amazing 3D. <laughs> I mean, we had, we had some some interesting books um, as millennial kids in the 2000s. I feel like I had a book that was like with 3D glasses too. Oh, 100%. Like, yeah. We totally had some stuff like that. You yeah. know, like we had like I Spy books. Right. Um, I even had a 3D I Spy book. So It just shows that we just consume a lot of different stuff. Consumerism. His brother reaches for uh, for it as Jason continues to play the card, m- moving away, saying that it is his. His brother tells his dad that he loves it, offering him um, to have some more. He tells him that he's still working on the on the one that he has, and then he'll have some more. And I love that his mom's like putting just a fucking jar of it on the table, like a, a bowl, <laughs> trying to just make it more appearable, I guess. Um, thinking that he will take a whole bunch of it to his room just in case he gets hungry. His dad continues looking at him with a suspicious glare his brother mentions that he uh he doesn't get tired anymore his dad confirming that now that that they are eating properly they don't get tired anymore jason books it running outside the house his dad immediately tasting it and having all 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 of them run after him mo out of nowhere pulls up yelling for jason to get inside of his car jason questions um in the most dramatic way possible who he is mo mentions that he saw he saw it move too that's good enough for jason he gets inside the car as his family chases jason's after them down the street Jason throws in the uh, throws up in the car, which was weird. Not weird that he threw up. It was just weird how he threw up. He was like, right, oh, the interaction. Mister, I threw up in your car. He's like, I know. He's like, I know. I can't wait to take it to where I'm taking like, you. All right. <laughs> Such a weird. What in the hell is happening? Jason <laughs> throws up in his car, Mo telling him that it's okay, that he knows as he def- as Jason defends himself for eating shaving cream. Quick cuts, it, and he's like, we all got to eat shaving cream sometime. Yeah, <laughs> Quick cuts to Nicole waiting by the jet. Back with Jason and Mo, he tells Jason to open the window since he's feeling a bit better now. He pulls up to the runway. Jason appears out of the car. Nicole confused on him being there. I'm sure Jason was too. Like, why... Why wouldn't Jason be confused? Like, right. you're literally being kidnapped right now. But I Jason, guess like, I've never been in a plane like this before. <laughs> hops right in, hopping in cars, hopping in planes with strangers. Why not? Uh, if David was here, let's say it together. The eighties. The eighties. Yeah. <laughs> the, they fly the to Midland, knowing that there is a connection between the stuff owners and their mining. Nicole greets two of the stuff workers as she exits the plane. Mo telling the pilot to entertain Jason when he wakes up, and it's just like the fuck. <laughs> No, Why I'm not, the kid that you kid. alone, right? <laughs> I am not going to be a part of this um, any more than what I'm already doing. But if they aren't back in three hours to take him to Savannah, uh, to the yeah. Savannah airport, they get inside the limo. Nicole uh, calls him out her assistant, Elliot Howard, introduces himself uh, to shake. Excuse me. Elliot Howard introduces himself to, into shaking her hand. He introduces his partner, Michael Grimsby. Mo brings out a pocketbook, repeating their names. Asking if they lived in Seder. They are confused as to how he knew that as he's as he's about to speak, uh, um, Nicole cuts him off, questioning if if that is where they uh, ran the rest of the FDA. This is interesting because um, it seems like Mo is bad at his job. <laughs> he's like about to blow the cover completely right here. Right. And she had to be like, 
like dude s- slow down like stop <laughs> slow down i haven't mm. even asked them any of my questions yet right allow me to do that first <laughs> before you start butting in and blowing the whole cover come on rookie Absolute rookie mistake. (laughs) Elliot confirming and that being how he heard about the stuff. Them being convinced that this is the product of tomorrow. They make it to a facility with large cylinders full of the stuff. Meanwhile, Jason is still asleep in the plane. The pilot becomes um, attacked by the stuff. (laughs) It oozes toward Jason, but he wakes up and opens a hatch from the backside of the plane running out of the runway. What? Back with Nicole and Mo inside the inside the factory with a guy named Cassidy. He thanks her for all of the work they've been doing. She acknowledges that it's easy to market when everyone likes the product. He agrees, including that it is tough for all the workers to not eat it at all. And I like how Mo is in the back with his arm around some random lady. Wait, oh, he is. What is happening? He's like spitting <laughs> game and like, to this and woman. We didn't talk about it before, too, but them two kissed at one they point. They kissed. Too, and I was like, yo, where did this relationship come from? And then they he kissed. has his arm around another woman in this factory. I'm like, what is happening? They kissed. And this is- what am I thinking? Austin Powell. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> Jason runs. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Making it to a cave, he goes inside. Back at the factory. This legit. You know what? Like, I think you're absolutely right because this movie is legit James Bond. Yeah, no, it is. So the only thing that's missing is like a villain character. Right. And we had many of them who could be the villain. And I guess the main villain was Fletcher. But no, it's the stuff. Well, sure. Of course. But Fletcher being the person to market and elude the stuff even more. But yeah, this movie is. This movie is James Bond. It feels, yeah, like a spy thriller, right. espionage, but like in a silly way. So I was like, oh, yeah, this right. is awesome. Part. I mean, James Bond in this era as well was very silly, but like it yeah, wasn't trying to be. It's still kind of grounded. Right. It, but yeah. it wasn't trying to be silly, right? right I right. mean, it, it was it was trying to be sexy and like you said, espionage and spy friendly or whatever. Right. But with this, this like, very much is just a very silly James Bond movie. Yeah. Like he's just walking around, he's taking photos of random workers. Like, what? why? <laughs> Who are you? Where'd you get, where'd the camera come from? <laughs> this guy's nuts. This guy's nuts. I'm like, what's happening? Like, Smile. <laughs> back, just cut two more stuff. <laughs> back at the factory, Mo is told not to take pictures there. He takes a picture of the worker that told him <laughs> told him not to, telling him to smile. Nicole asks Cassidy to see the room where they mix all the ingredients. He shuts it down, explaining that it's top secret. She assures him that she's planning on bringing the entire crew from New York down there, pinching the, his chin. Don't touch me. That she may even include him as he um, include him in the commercial as he giggles. <laughs> this old Mike Lazowski ass fucking dude. <laughs> <laughs> like he's he's like ooh commercial. <laughs> ooh, I like it. I've never been on TV before. Jason makes it to a closed mindset uh, or site, looking up a solidified mudslide. Was this the stuff? Mm, I'm assuming it is. Yeah, probably right? it had to be because it. It was interesting because we haven't seen this stuff do that yet right. um, until later. We see it hardening on someone's face, but which I feel like they could have used a lot more in this movie. Right. They, they, like, like, oh, this shit could harden? Like, on command? Damn. 
He inter- he's interrupted when he hears the sound of a truck's horn, quietly sneaking away, but decides to hide on top of a truck, <laughs> hiding from all the, anywhere else, hiding from all the workers walking and talking um, past the truck. He goes inside the open hatch, hiding inside the in the back of the truck. A man on the PA instructs units three and four to meet the meet at the quarry at 8 p.m., five and six at 9.15, and all personnel are restricted to the factory grounds until morning. He hides back in, being shut inside by one of the workers, unknowingly doing so. At the factory, Mo continues taking pictures of all the stuff being transported around. Cassidy shares that they made arrangements for, uh, for them at a hotel, wanting them to come back in the morning. While they are driving to the hotel, Mo mentions that it, it seems that, he, that they have to eat eat it for a while before it, it takes over their minds. Inside the lobby, he believes that Jason should be in Savannah, Georgia by now. Nope. Nicole ex- exclaims on how tired she is, Mo taking the time to throw out some more jokes. While in the room, he d- uh, he's looking at the pictures as she sleeps next to him. Getting, She gets up to crack her neck while still unconscious. And he's like, what the fuck? Yeah, he's like, bothered by it and like, looks at his files and he's like, it's like okay his attention turned to the commercial on the stuff he finally then falls asleep later that night nicole is swatting away a buzzing fly but the pillow next to them they are very light sleepers it seems like because like a fly wouldn't probably bother me while i'm asleep (laughs) i don't think i've ever woken up from a fly buzzing around why is there so many insects while they sleep (laughs) that's true yeah, where do they? Why are there so many insects on the East Coast? It seems like the East Coast and the South, <laughs> which there is. Yeah, the true. East Coast does have like cicada season and shit. Yeah, we don't have that here. No. <laughs> but the pillow next to them begins to fucking move, ripping open with the stuff, smacking Mo in the face. Good, trying to suffocate <laughs> him. He muffles as for her to get get it off of him as she tr- as he tries to his best to wrestle it off his face. She has the bright idea, Freddie, hmm. to s- fucking throw oil on it from a lantern and burn it off his face. <laughs> it works. Oh my god! I think it's brilliant. This is great. This is great. I love this scene. This scene is really cool. This is fantastic. It makes no sense to me, but it's it makes awesome. zero sense. I like Who's how this. <laughs> I like how this lumberjack has been comes out of nowhere, <laughs> and he's like probably with the stuff, and the stuff is like, "Hey, these are my victims. Now you're my victim." And then it fucking fucking scary movie twos his ass on the yeah, wall. Yeah, that's what it reminded me of for sure, hundred percent. It's like, why is there like? I love this movie. I was impressed with what they were able to pull off with that. That, This looks looks great. This looks great. I love this movie. But (laughs) (laughs) She grabs some oil and from a lantern to burn it off his face. It begins solidifying, but she's able to light the match and burn it off his face. He throws it off as it attaches to a wall. He repeats that it's hardening on his face. Another man rushes inside, grabbing Mo, but he throws him off of him. The stuff shoots and pins him to a wall, forcing him on the, onto the ceiling, but Mo sets it on fire and dro- and it drops the man to the ground. I assume the man's dead at this point. Oh, yeah. They get out of the room, leaving the man inside as the rest of the stuff burns inside the room. I love how she runs out of the room and he just walks out. Yeah. <laughs> Attaching to the walls and ceiling. Um, he instructs Nicole to not touch him. Dang. <laughs> and, and to get get inside the truck so so he can hotwire it. 
<laughs> They're smashing down the road. Back to the, where's his car? Did they, I guess I guess they were friendly. driven there. Oh, okay, right? yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. They're smashing down the road. Um, back to the, the to the factory to look through uh, through the factory. Cut to Jason trying to get out of the out of the tube, but the truck starts leaving. Nicole and Mo are watching the trucks leave, wondering where they are headed. They follow them to a location where the where the mines where they mine the stuff. The crew were all mining the stuff as Jason continues trying to get out of out of the hatch. Mo stops the truck because it was making too much noise. They continued on foot, watching from the top of the quarry over a pit of the gurgling stuff. Mo concluding that they just siphon it and put it inside the trucks. The only way the only way for him to prove it is to steal one of the trucks. Nicole doesn't know uh, how he would do that, knowing that they'll spot him. He pulls out one of the suits in, um, excuse me, he pulls out one of the, one of their suits and heads on down. Maybe that's why he had his hand on that girl. Maybe it was right, to take her suit or something. I don't know. That's, well, that's I mean, so he weird. took her in the closet and took her suit. Maybe. So Maybe. There. One of the, one of the workers grabbed the uh, grabbed the hose and is about to fill up the truck with Jason inside. Mo gets uh, suited and instru- instructs Nicole to head back to the pickup truck and meet him meet him on Route Five. I love how he says the keys are under the dash. Right, but you hot wired it. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? And you're like tying the C four to your ankles. Okay. Why not? <laughs> sure. Where'd you get the C four? No, he's just carrying C4 on him the whole time. On the plane? Oh my god. <laughs> wild. She wonders if, if he'll be alright. He claims that he will be since this is his job. <laughs> oh, okay. Your job is to, <laughs> to be destroy right. mountains and quarries and dig sites. Yeah. Oh my god. I've never you seen someone first care time? that much about corporate greed, I guess. <laughs> She admits that he looks cute in the uniform, giving him a kiss <laughs> so before he heads down. He places C4 on the rocks before uh, before heading down below. One of the workers spots him and follows him as he goes over toward the truck. He confronts him and Mo grabs him, taking his hat and placing it on, t- on the hood of the truck. Okay. Meanwhile, the stuff starts filling up the truck with Jason with that amazing green screen action that only 80 cinema <laughs> can provide. He yells for someone to get, get, him, get him out of there. Then at the... Then at the stuff for it to do something. <laughs> get me out of here! Do something, <laughs> you idiot! <laughs> Man, how'd you get in this predicament? Oh yeah, you put yourself there. <laughs> yep. Mo overhears from outside the truck, putting his ear to the silo. He calls out to Jason, letting him know that he's going to get he that he's going to get him out of the, out of there. He, a man calls out to, to Mo. He runs inside the truck as as another yells for him to go to get inside of the truck with the most impeccable southern accent money can buy. He activates <laughs> his pla- his planted C four on the rock, exploding <laughs> them when he gets out of the gates. I love his little simplistic uh, detonator. <laughs> That's true. It's just like a little button. <laughs> Jason continues arguing with uh, with the stuff as if nobody is driving the truck. I love how he's driving the truck crazier than the people driving before. And Jason was like all wobbling like crazy. Right. And while he's driving the truck, it's he's, fine. Just, he's just he's standing with the there. Stuff too. <laughs> yeah, the stuff is all that's like swaying from side to side. <laughs> but and it doesn't even get on him once. <laughs> I love how they have a random like blockage where it's like that wasn't there before, and then says like keep out and it's like, oh it's just to bust through it's literally yeah, just it, a thing yeah. to bust through and then like he goes down the road like hella long from where he was <laughs> there's random workers there trying to stop him. he's like why are you out here 
Like, you're just there to, like, stop him. Perfect. The stuff. I love it. Cut to Nicole about to enter the truck. Um, she not seeing the man in yellow sitting in the driver's seat. Mm-hmm. He jumps out on her. She scratches his eye. She jumps on. He jumps on her again, just giving his legs his legs crushed by Mo so badly oh to God. the point his head explodes. He was like a tube of toothpaste. Yeah, I was about to say Mo that. Mo yeah. picks, picks her up off the ground and then goes for Jason inside the silo. The stuff trying to shoot out and grab him, they, they hit the road again. Nicole knowing that they will dig up the stuff again the cops blare their siren um at at them as the hose on the back is undone jason admittedly um admitting that he's glad to see the cops mo rebuttals that they control the factories then they must also control the police he still um pulls over the cop letting him uh letting him know that his hose is sticking out mo cracks a joke about him being arrested for indecent exposure yeah, the cop so escalates that stupid. shit real quick by pulling out his gun, asking <laughs> oh, yeah, him to step out of the truck. <laughs> he follows his instructions. Everyone else following suit with their hands up. Even Jason choosing to add a joke with it, too. Yeah. Oh, you're going to frisk me, officer? <laughs> it's like, dude, he's pointing the gun at all of y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Mo notices the hose. <laughs> this is not the time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mo notices the hose oozing out. Out, excuse me. Mo notices the hose oozing the stuff out, bringing the attention to the officer. Nicole uh, and Jason act as if they're hungry, running over to it to fake eat it. And I'm just like, it, uh, I've seen the scene. She eats a little bit of it. She does. Yeah, that's how I was like, well, that's not going to come to play later. And then she, it. and then she told Jason to fake eat it. Yeah, but she eats it. She eats it. She put it in her mouth. I saw it. The officer then goes over to eat some with him just just to have Mo smack his hands on his back so hard that he knocks him out cold. He just like smacks his hands on Run his back. Chop. Not even that. Not he just goes like, <laughs> and the dude's like down. He must have knocked the whole wind out of this guy. Mm-hmm. They continue driving down the road, bypassing the city, knowing that they most likely control it as well. Eventually, they make it to a castle. Yeah. Mo claiming that to know everything about the man who lives there, but he knows nothing about him. He stops the truck, in, instructing them to wait there, and walks down and walks down the road. And a military man comes out uh, into the road, screaming and yelling. More of them jumping. What? It's like, <laughs> Yo. What is this happening? Also, oh when I first god. saw it, I was like, oh my god, why do you park so fucking far away? <laughs> when I see the scene unfold, I'm like, that's why he knew that was going to happen? He's like, oh, I know everything about this place. I know there's going to be like 50 people just laying in grass. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's why I'm stopping here. Like, this is Vietnam. Like, what, <laughs> what is happening? He shares that he's reporting to the good fella himself, Colonel Spears. He escorted, he's escorted to him, Spears asking who he is. Mo explains that he once worked for a man named Hoover who ordered him to put tabs on an apartment that was rented for a 17-year-old girl that was in Spears's name, wishing that he brought all the tapes to prove that he he is who he say he really is. Spears questions if he's still with the FBI, but he isn't. He was fired. This is... Why? Why him? Why does why this guy everyone? have to be one of our heroes, this fucking pedophile? Yeah. Like, he was a blatant pedophile. And, like, no, like... We're okay with that. <laughs> I mean, I'm not okay with that. <laughs> the, the, right, but like we're supposed oh, yeah, yeah, to yeah. we're supposed like to this, be okay with that. Like, like, all right, let's move forward. Like gloss over this dude who's a pedophile and you allow him to touch Jason multiple times. Mm. Gross. 
fucking gross. He whispers just before they they mailed those tapes to his wife. Did this just happen? Like they Spears, like he's making it seem like this just happened right now. Spears threatens that he could toss him off the tower since he's a trespasser. Mo explains that he only said that he <laughs> that he, <laughs> Mo explains that he only said that to that to get to see him because of the whole world because the whole world needs him. Sorry, I wrote that completely wrong. He wonders if Mo is trying to deceive him. Mo reminds him about how he was worried about communists putting fluoride in water. Okay. Now there being uh, something way worse, Americans being poisoned quicker. <laughs> Pedophilia is okay, but if you try to put fluoride in our water... How dare you? Fuck no. <laughs> Not on my watch. He tries to convince him about the stuff containing a mind-defecting drug inside of it. Okay. I like how he starts whispering this part, but he boldly speaks about right. the pedophilia. <laughs> Put, pointing him to... Pointing him in the direction of their HQ being only 100 miles away from there. Spears is pissed. Mo adding that they must have forgotten about him being there. Spears is pleased, grabbing Mo to have a drink with them. While Jason is talking to one of the soldiers, Nicole is trying to sneak upstairs for some reason. Getting caught by Spears, who grabs her by the shoulder, wanting her to ride with him. She nervously claims mm. it to be an honor, him understanding, adding that after his mission, she can reward him in a suitable fashion. Quote unquote. Most steps in that he's moving in on his lady with a smile, mind you. He's like smirking, like, hey, you're trying to get on my lady? Yeah. But Spears considers him to be a casualty at the end of this. Oh my God. Jesus. Cut to the stuff worker phoning, uh, foaming in the, in the stolen truck. Excuse me. Phoning in the stolen truck, not being able to see who's inside. He goes to check. A man comes out telling him that he found it on Highway 12, thinking that he could obtain some kind of cash reward for bringing it back to them. The worker agrees, telling him to move it in. The man doesn't doesn't move, lighting a cigarette instead, the worker demanding him to bring it in. He t wants to talk about the money first. The worker claims that it's all settled before shooting him in the face. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dude. Oh, my God. This is so intense. The main human just dies. Straight up. It's like, boom. What? <laughs> Just to have the rest of the soldiers come out and shoot the fuck out of this dude instead who bleeds the stuff. Cue the heroic Indiana Jones music. Right. Yeah, As they yeah. all move in, Jason fucking included. The PA instructed the workers to just follow the agreed course of action. Some run underneath of, of one of the trucks, running on the others running on towers. The rest of them being chased, <laughs> chased down while they run away. Mo instructs them to have a look inside. Inside the factory, they go in, guns blazing. No one's even around yet, and they're just right, like they're shooting, shooting everything. Not first, seeing any later. signs of resistance, Jason believes that they they may not be armed. Jason, why are you even here? Right. He's like, they're not armed, sir. They're like, that's okay. Yeah, Spears doesn't give a shit, claiming that um that they have they are nothing for the quote unquote American boy, never losing a war. Jason bringing up Vietnam War. <laughs> what about Vietnam War, sir? He shoes Jason that they lost it at home. They see something. Nicole uh, telling Jason not to look as the workers are all on the ground dead. Spears smashes one of their faces. It explodes to reveal nothing inside. Nicole grabs Jason. He pulls... He pulls away that he wants to see this, but she continues grabbing him away. Meanwhile, the stuff oozes down a set of stairs. They'd known this kid for a day. 
Right. And like all this is oh my god. All of this is happening. What is happening? He's still a kidnapped child at this point still too. Right. <laughs> While Nicole and Jason are trying to escape the stuff plows inside the room. They try hopping inside the metal containers to not touch the ground. What? Now you can't touch it? Like they just acted like they were eating it. Right. A few hours ago. And now you can't touch it? That was weird to me. This is just like, oh, we're playing uh, The Floor's Lava. <laughs> Pretty much. Because <laughs> yeah. even though I'm like, all right, we're going to go after the door. It's like, what do you mean? Just go down and <laughs> open the door. But they like jump towards the door. Like, why do you have to jump? Yep. Nope. Why? What? They yeah. jumped straight through that door, Freddy, with, the, with more 80 CG. Just what? Yeah. It's just, yeah, all right. The stuff spilling out on one of the soldiers, exclaiming for them to not get it on them. And, and this is interesting because when she jumps out of the door, like her shoes are off. Mm. When she's running in hills the whole time. Right. Heels. I always get that word mixed up. Hills, heels, not hills, heels. <laughs> it bursts through a brick wall on top, on top of a set of soldiers and oozes back outside coming to a halt. With his fucking arm around Nicole, Spears says for them to leave it where it, where it is. This movie's wild. Yeah. <laughs> he shares that he owns two radio stations in Atlanta, wanting them all to fly down there and warn the public about the stuff. Cut to them on, in the plane as Spears is chatting with Nicole about people not like not liking him for some reason, even though he gives them everyth- everything. <laughs> oh, geez, I wonder why. Fin- mm. Probably because you're a pedophile. Finally getting to the root of what he what is asked, he... Uh, wanting her to be able to change his image. They make it to their destination all running out and running out war crying and shit even though they're go- they're just going to a radio station to warn the public. They all hop inside taxi cabs shooting o- over the radio station continuing the- their war cries as every single Grand Theft Auto NPC runs in fear <laughs> questioning why they have machine guns. Spears quiet <laughs> coming in Sp- taxis too. Spears so quiet his men down instructing them to pay the drivers with a 10% tip. He goes inside the station with Jason yelling for the front desk guy to report. He quickly tells Spears that their affiliates have all agreed. Spears instructs them to buy clearance on all of the networks he can and to make it worth the network network affiliates a while. He asks about what's what's on the station now. He plays it for Spears. It going directly to a stuff commercial causing him to yell, get the shit off of my stinger! <laughs> before moving into the recording room. <laughs> This is awesome. <laughs> Cut to Mo and Nicole in the recording booth as the as she writes the statements that they are, are that they are going to say. He tells her that she can't sabotage her career by relaying all of the truth. She tells him to support her for a while where she when she, her career goes down. Meanwhile, Chocolate Chip Charlie bursts through the doors, <laughs> yelling for the truth to get off of him. But he's like, "I'm Chocolate Chip Charlie. Don't know who Smacking I am." Them, move the gun away. Get this gun on my hand. I don't give a shit about that. My hands are made out of it's a deadly weapon <laughs> okay charlie <laughs> while they are practicing charlie comes into the into the door with the soldier um trying to get him back off get him to back off mo clearing him as they hug each other excitedly telling mo that they're that they've been trying to get him to but he's uh been punching holes in them 
Mo wonders how he found them, especially since he's never heard from the FBI. Charlie wants to be a part of the broadcast since they stole his company. They believe that to be a good idea. Spears bursts through the door, wondering who Charlie is. He tells him that he's going to get going to be on the broadcast, but Spears doesn't think so. Jason wonders if he's um, actually Chocolate Chip Charlie. He pats Jason on the back. Spears pulls him away, bringing him into a side hug. What the fuck? Yeah, don't touch him. Ew. Charlie claims that he like like why uh, you're the one protecting this kid, right? <laughs> Charlie claims that he wants to uh, make a public statement, and Spears isn't going to um, going to keep him off the microphones. Mo vouches for him that 20 million people love him. He asks Nicole how how much that translates to ads. She answers twenty thousand dollars a minute. Mo allowing him to walk away from the from the money if he wants to. Spears races ass, follows, allows him to speak, but threatens to kill him if he uh, does something irrational. Mm. Damn. Nicole takes Charlie out of the room so that he, he can gather his thoughts and prepare him for the broadcast. They go inside the production room, telling her that he's, uh, he's seen how the stuff comes in and out. Quote, it vacating the premises when it's through. End quote. She, she asks how realizing that he might not possibly have an answer to that. He claims to know, grabbing her arm before convulsing and gagging. She asks if he's all right as he opens his mouth and his throat bulges. His mouth opens wider as she screams, the stuff begging to shoot out of his mouth. Jason opens the door to the room, Charlie's head exploding with the stuff on the ground. She instructs Jason not to move and then say, um, Say for it, then says for it uh, for him not to touch it. She screams for Mo to help, taking the gun away from Spears before he tries firing it into the room. He smashes the window with the butt of the gun, then shoots the wire, taking the pieces of it, telling (laughs) telling them to to juice it. Juice what? (laughs) Like it's not on. It's not a fucking like EKG machine or uh, like what what is happening? He shocks it to uh, to the best um, use of of CG in this movie yet. Nicole is all unconscious and shit as she dramatically moans and groans while being carried out by Mo. The stuff is in the corner of, uh, on fire as he helps her. They have 30 seconds asking if they should delay, but Spears denies knowing that they won't have clearance again. Spears begins the dramatic warning for people to not eat it or sell it. Mo adding that, um, adding for them to get a family member to the hospital if they are dependent on it and to cook it in, um, cook it if it's inside of their house. And all of a sudden, these brainwashed people are no longer brainwashed anymore. Um, sure. I think this is what happens. The power of radio, you know. Power of radio. <laughs> sure, sure does. When we we just went through a whole pandemic of, of people not following rules, <laughs> getting um, over a million people killed in the United States alone. <laughs> Got to a got to a burning stuff um sign in Nicole giving her speech. Then people are burning the stuff products in a pile together in a riot like behavior, blowing up restaurants and plants with with the stuff. Mo goes uh Mo Mo comes into the room where Fletcher is watching Nicole's apology speech on TV. That was a big ass pile of the stuff they were blowing up. By the way, oh yeah, <laughs> that was cool. That was cool. It was cool to see. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
He turns it off seeing Mo after he comments about her being pretty. Fletcher wonders the reason why he's there, sharing that he's not alone. The man from the yacht comes out adding that Mo also spent his money. He's not too surprised and they both... Um, that they are both in business together. They assure him that the stuff is gone, showing the, showing him their new campaign on The Taste. <laughs> of because it has 12% of the stuff in it, just enough for people to crave more. <laughs> this is great. This yeah. is great, because this is literally like cocaine yeah, turned yeah, yeah. into crack cocaine. <laughs> right. Letting <laughs> there not being enough to get a grip on people's minds. Mo wonders how Fletcher cl- um, claiming that they tasted it in a small Illinois town. Mo doesn't. Um, Mo thinks they could taste it since they tasted it, but Fletcher still does not want to. He calls in Jason. He walks in with a large box. Fletcher suggests that this is no place for kids. Mo shares that this isn't a kid anymore. The stuff taken away his parents. Oh my God! He pulls out a gun, demanding demanding <laughs> them to have a seat and that they are going to have some dinner. They sit down. He demands Jason to serve them. He sits the box on the table, pulling out cartons of the stuff. <laughs> they don't want to eat it, but Mo threatens them to eat it as much as um, as much of it until they t- um, he tells them to stop. <laughs> why is this kid still with him? I don't know. At this point too. Maybe like, like are you here? Did, did he adopt him? Like, I don't yeah, it's like, are oh, your parents gone now? At this point, is your I assume gone? they're dead. Yeah, it's like, like shit. I, I don't know. I don't know what they did to the people who were on the stuff. Right. They, never <laughs> they just it. said put them in a hospital. But, but this kid's like, yeah, I'm gonna feed you this stuff. Uh, yeah. I know what it does. I'm gonna be a part of it. I'm gonna be an accomplice. Finally, coming to a point where they've eaten so much of it, um, <laughs> in one sitting that they were drunk with wanting more. The police show up. Jason and Moe's job is done. They fade to some sketchy dudes in a truck pulling up. They take a case of out of it on the trunk, opening the box to more of the stuff. Then mm. credits. The sequel that we never got. Or if there was one, I don't know. I mean, Reaganomics at its finest right here. I think that was just like the last little bit to be like, this was a political movie. <laughs> <At> <laughs> it never ends. Man. Anyway, I got some movie facts for us. Hip. Movie facts. <gasps> According to the audio commentary in 2000 Anchor Bay DVD, some of the substance props or stand-ins for the real stuff used in the movie included lots of Haagen-Dazs ice cream, yogurt, <sighs> and for one scene involving an enormous avalanche-like effect of the stuff crashing through a wall, fire extinguisher foam. Other shots, such as of the ones of the giant lake of the stuff, required superimposed images in am- animation. Oh, we couldn't tell. <laughs> um... Clara Peller reprises her role in the parody of Wendy's Where's the Beef advertisements asking instead, Where's the Stuff? Okay, cool. I fucking knew it. Chocolate Chip Charlie was inspired by Famous Amos Cookies. Oh, okay, cool. Because Famous Amos, his company yeah. was stolen, and it was a black guy who was stolen huh. by this other corporation, and they changed they, they changed his product to Famous Amos. Hmm. Yeah. That's crazy. I that's thought sad. that's what that's it sad. was. Yeah. Yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> It's horrible. 
Director Larry Cohen was quoted as saying, quote, my main inspiration was was the consumerism and corporate greed found in our country and the damaging products that were uh, were sold. I was constantly reading in the newspapers about various goods and materials being recalled because they were harming people. For example, you had foods being pulled off of the market because they were hazardous to people's health. Cohen, um, end quote, Cohen also cited um, his influence, quote, the sheer number of junk food we consume every day. We continue to eat these foods despite the fact of them um them killing us that's when i started thinking that the stuff could be an imaginary product in this case an ice cream dessert that um oh it was i didn't know it was supposed to be ice cream they had it in like <laughs> like the, the places that wasn't the refrigerator or, or a freezer <laughs> right it's like it was all over the place yeah it's not refrigerated refrigerated like, why <laughs> that um that uh that is being consumed by millions and is doing Im- irreparable damage to humanity mm. Everybody is gobbling down this yummy food, so how can it possibly be wrong for us? End quote. Hmm. Interesting. Let's get one more here. Uh, one of the movies playing at the Starcourt Mall during the third season of Stranger Things, the um, the plot point of characters compulsively eating something and turning into uh-huh. mindless zombies is shared between both storylines of the stuff and Stranger Things. That's a great correlation yeah. that's actually pretty cool i did not i yeah. did not know that, that now but that makes a lot of sense yeah because stranger things was very much the thing and the stuff right <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. interesting hmm. this was mira sorvino's debut i did not know that hmm. and he went from the stuff to goodfellas shit well, i mean fuck that's- <laughs> that's some good stuff yeah, that's some good stuff anyway <laughs> let us know what you think about the stuff on our discord or you can let us know over on twitter doc twitter uh, which is at nightlight underscore pod we would love to hear from you definitely want to keep this conversation going about the stuff because the next film that we're going to be talking about is going to be a very serious movie raw which I am so excited to talk about. I've never seen it, and I heard great things. So oh, man. I'm, I'm very excited for you to watch this movie because yeah. I feel like this is a very much a you movie to an extent. Can't wait to eat it up. Ha-ha! Zing! <laughs> um, but... <laughs> and the stuff. But this was Nightlight, a horror movie podcast. I was one of your hosts, Prince, also known as Head Knights. Along with me, we had Freddy. Always keeping it spoopy. Always and forever. With your help, we need we need your help to reach out to more Ghoulish Nights with your recommendation to someone who would actually enjoy the show. If your podcast apps allows you to rate our show, consider giving us a five-star rating, as it would help us out a ton. It truly does help us out, everybody. Mm-hmm. I see that our um, Spotify is almost to 100 um, reviews. Hey. Which is awesome. Thank you all so much for reviewing the show on Spotify. Spotify. Spotify definitely is one of our most popular um, podcast forums that folks listen to us on. So if you are on Spotify, feel free to rate the show. Um, even if you're on Apple Podcasts, we're almost to 200 on Apple Podcasts. Hey, yo. Yeah. So we're almost there. Thank you so much for supporting this show. Seriously. For the extra horror, horror related content, head over to patreon.com slash nightlightpod. That's night with a what? Okay. And remember, everybody, don't forget your nightlight.